Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their have you gotten drama yet? Welcome into the Go Balls 24-7 podcast, a breaking news edition of the podcast. One of many that we've been doing lately because Tennessee remains hot on the recruiting trail as National Signing Day and National Signing Week has arrived, at least for the early signing period. And Ryan Callahan, Tennessee, has picked up yet another commitment, this one out of the transfer portal. Yeah, that's uh, two things happening at once. You, you keep finishing off a, a recruiting class that's signing this week. And then in the meantime, transfers continue to make decisions coming off their recent visits and as they get ready to enroll at their own schools uh, next month. So Tennessee has made another addition to its secondary. This is a really big one. Oregon State cornerback Jermod McCoy has committed to Tennessee. Um Big win here for the Vols. They beat out some really heavy competition for him. Uh, really came down to Tennessee and Texas A&M at the end. I think Oregon was a contender as well. He he never made it to Oregon. I uh, was scheduled to take an official visit there in early January. Also had talked about taking an official visit to Oklahoma, um, but just visited Tennessee, SMU, and Texas A&M, most recently going to A&M over the weekend before picking Tennessee so a uh, huge, huge addition here for the Vols and really addresses a big need. They've obviously had uh, a, a lot of defensive backs into the transfer portal recently. A couple others probably headed to the pros. Still still another Wesley Walker that could enter the transfer portal later. So a lot of needs back on the uh, on the back end of the defense at, at both safety and cornerback. Uh, they've already addressed the secondary by adding Middle Tennessee safety Jacoby Thomas, the, the Tullahoma, Tennessee native. And now the cornerback position, uh, addressing a big need there, this time with a four-star prospect. He's rated a four-star transfer by 24-7 Sports, currently, at, I believe, the number seven cornerback for the 2024 cycle in the transfer portal. So really big addition here and beat out a lot of teams 
that were pursuing Jermod McCoy is originally from Texas. So always significant to beat out uh, a home state school. And certainly Texas A&M was a, was a serious contender. And I think the Aggies felt really good about their chances, frankly, going into the weekend. They got the visit right before the dead period started. It was the third visit, not the final one on his schedule, but one that was obviously very timely going into a two-plus-week dead period that I think they felt could propel them to landing him. Uh, and a new staff down there, you know, a little bit of excitement with the, with the new staff. Anytime you have a fresh start to kind of sell the potential for the future, and they weren't able to get that one done. And Tennessee wins a, wins a big battle there against some serious competition. So uh, give Tennessee staff credit for getting the getting an early visit, finding a way to stand out to to one of the top cornerbacks in the transfer portal right away, and and getting him on campus, even though he had never been to Tennessee, and uh, and beating out some some competition from coast to coast for a player that I think obviously projects as a as an impact player right out of the gate, and and maybe most importantly, someone who has three years of eligibility left. He was a true freshman this season. So he has four years to play his final three seasons. So a huge deal for both this coming season and for the long term, a potential multi-year starter here for the Vols at the cornerback position. He's six feet, 180 pounds, good size, good good speed, um, had pretty good numbers this past year, playing a lot of football for a, for a pretty good Oregon State team. So a lot to like about this pickup for Tennessee and certainly one of the one of the better pickups we've seen them make out of the transfer portal, frankly, in the secondary period over the past few years. This is a pretty high-profile addition for the Vols. Very big addition. And just to, again, reiterate what you mentioned, I mean, Texas A&M, kind of the new flavor of the month with Mike Elko, defensive presence as well. Mike Elko being a defensive-minded coach and a new leaf being turned over there at, at A&M. And, and then also, I mean, Texas is about to play in the college football playoffs. So pretty impressive for Tennessee to beat out the two in-state schools. The question that I'm getting to is, how do you believe Tennessee was able to beat out the in-state schools? Because uh, that is a significant recruiting win. It is. And, and and like I said, this is a guy who'd never been to Tennessee before. There weren't any really known ties from between him and Tennessee's staff or anything like that. Uh, no previous relationships with Willie Martinez, Josh Heupel, Tim Banks, any of those key players involved in his recruitment. But still, Tennessee found a way to, to catch his attention early on. I think the opportunity caught his attention, the chance to play in the SEC. But, you know, I think a lot of times in the transfer portal, and, and this is tough for, you know, I, I, I know fans w- wonder all, a lot why Tennessee doesn't make as big a splash in the transfer portal as, as some other teams like Ole Miss and Florida State and some, some of the other teams that have really gone out there and obviously Colorado that really attack the transfer portal and go after some of the top players out there. Um, and sometimes that's frankly just as simple as money or fit or whatever. And sometimes guys just aren't interested um, but the ones that are truly open, the ones that really go into the process after enter- entering the transfer portal with an open mind, those are the ones Tennessee tends to land. And and that's this is obviously an example of that. He went in with an open mind. Jermod McCoy didn't have any preconceived notions about where he wanted to go. He may have had an idea in his head, but he wasn't set on anybody. And and so Tennessee came uh, came to the to the to the table knowing they they had to go get somebody good at corner they you know they've lost a lot at that position and uh you know it sounds like Gabe Judy Lally probably on his way out um, likely headed for the NFL draft we don't know a final verdict on that one yet but it looks like it's headed that way Kamal Haddon we know is out of eligibility headed to the NFL draft um so you've you've got you know two starters already gone um uh, Danico Slaughter headed to the uh to the transfer portal and and, and now headed to to Arkansas so You've lost the, the guys who played the lion's share of your snaps this past season, and Warren Burrell's gone. I mean, pretty much all the guys who are really heavily involved in that position 
gone. So it's going to be a, a fresh cast next year. Ricky Gibson, uh, uh, Christian Conyer, uh, Jordan Matthews, a lot of those young guys who were on the roster this year but didn't make much of an impact, they're going to have every chance to see the field. But Tennessee also needed some veteran help to go along with those guys and, and give themselves a, a chance to kind of bridge the gap to that next generation at corner. So it, it's a chance to get some fresh blood, and that's exciting. But you also still need some experience, some 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 talent, frankly, and, a, and some additional depth to, to make up for all these losses, including some depth guys like Deshaun Rucker. I mean, that's just a lot of bodies they've, lo- they've lost. So you knew they were going to go to the transfer portal. It was just, are they going to be able to get a starter out of the transfer portal? And it looks like they have here in Jermod McCoy. So I think that opportunity really stood out to him. The chance to play in the SEC, obviously a big deal. He had a chance to do that at Texas A&M as well. But I think Tennessee just impressed him a little bit more than Texas A&M did during that visit. Um, you know, I think some guys, we hear this a lot, Ben. You know, you talk to guys after visits too. A lot of guys, when they've never been to Tennessee, they're really blown away. They're surprised. They're they're, they're, they're caught off guard by how good everything at Tennessee is. And I think he really clicked Tennessee's coaches. That's the thing he kept emphasizing to me is he really likes this staff. I think Josh Heupel in particular just came off as a really down-to-earth, likable, cool coach. Um, you know, a, a lot of players that, that meet with him on visits talk about how he doesn't even talk football with them. They're just blown away by the fact that they spend all this time getting to know the head coach on a visit. Even these transfer targets, they're kind of amazed that, like, I spent a bunch of time with the guy, and we never talked football once. He just wanted to get to know me, and they're just mystified by that. So they, they really enjoy spending time with Josh Heupel. They really get to know Willie Martinez and Tim Banks and connect with those guys as well. So I think relationships played a big part in it. And he just, you know, again, he went into it with an open mind, knowing he he had a lot to offer schools, knowing he had a lot of good opportunities, and knowing that he, he was going to have a chance to play early anywhere he went. But the chance to play in the SEC just tough to pass up for a lot of guys, and obviously just wanted a new start. I think being closer to home also didn't help or didn't hurt Tennessee in this one. You know, it's one plane ride, as he said, from from Texas to uh, to Tennessee. He can get get there a lot easier than he can to to Oregon, where it's two plane rides anytime he wants to go home. So that's a that's a big plus that he's a little bit closer to home as well. And I just think in general a more comfortable fit. Uh, certainly a great opportunity though in Tennessee's secondary, and he I think pretty much knows. He's going to be a day one starter at the cornerback position. So a lot of reasons it made sense. But the bottom line is, I think this is one of those cases where a player went into the process with an open mind and Tennessee made the most of that opportunity by really uh, showing him a a good opportunity and and a pretty impressive sales pitch during the visit. I'll never forget Dalton Connect telling me after his visit that he was expecting Tennessee to be, in terms of Knoxville, that is, the University of Tennessee to be just in some random part of the state of Tennessee kind of out in the country in the middle of nowhere, not, not expecting much at all, like one stoplight type of deal. And, and, and he gets here and realizes, Oh wait, it's an actual city with a nice downtown and it has mountains. Like, like I, like I have back home in, in Colorado. And uh, I'll never forget that uh, to your point about a a lot of guys, a lot of recruits coming in thinking uh, of Knoxville as some small country town. And in fact, it, it is not whatsoever. And it's why Tennessee is able to attract so many recruits across so many uh, different well, and, sports. And Ben, to that point, you know, so many guys, I think it, it's appealing to every type of player for a different reason. The guys who are used to visiting more rural schools or schools that are, are in more college towns as opposed to cities are blown away that it's right on the edge of a downtown, that it's right there in the middle of a city, basically. And they're also not aware, like you said, that Knoxville is even a city. But even the outdoors people that come here, the guys who grow up hunting and fishing, 
love that there are nearby outdoors opportunities. Uh, and then you have guys that are just blown away because they've never seen mountains before. And they're like, wow, you can go hike in the Smokies and stuff. That's cool. So they, it, it really appeals to people from all walks of life. I, I've heard of people from I mean, I, the ones that are most common are the guys from Florida who've never left the state in some cases or very rarely left the state. And they get they get to Tennessee and they're like, man, I thought this was just going to be like like you said, just like some little hick town with a bunch of cow pastures and all that stuff. And it was nothing like that. Uh, you got the river, the lake, all that stuff that appeals to people. So it's it, it really is. I, I've yet to come across any recruit that's not kind of blown away by Knoxville and just the, the surrounding area because it really does appeal to people from all different backgrounds with all the different things that you have, at least within a you know forty five minute drive of Tennessee's campus. What is Tennessee getting in Jermod McCoy? What made Jermod McCoy so highly coveted in the transfer portal? Well, it, it, as simple as this, in a lot of cases, size, speed, and experience. Uh, those, those are the first things you look for in the transfer portal a lot of times. You know, this is Jermod McCoy was, I think, clearly at the, ten, at the top of Tennessee's wish list from the start uh, when they offered him last week because, and, and he was a fairly late addition to the transfer portal, just offered, I think, uh, last Monday. Uh, or just jumped in the portal last Monday and then quickly uh, piled up a good number of offers and set up some visits in a pretty pretty hurried fashion uh, to set up some things before the start of the dead period. So he did not have a lot of time to uh, – I, I may be confusing him with Devon Marshall on that, excuse me, but he is regardless, uh, you know, kind of hurried to set up some visits, went to SMU that first weekend, uh, and then Tennessee and Texas A&M the second week. But regardless, he – he he was out there and and had a lot of options right away, and it's because he started and played a lot of football as a true freshman at Oregon State for a pretty good team, obviously, this season, and uh, played a lot of snaps. I forget the exact number of snaps. Now, the downside is he was a freshman and obviously on a pretty good team. A freshman cornerback is, is someone who a lot of times gets picked on. So when you look at his one-on-one uh, -on -one coverage numbers, I think he allowed the most receiving yards on passes thrown his direction of anybody in Oregon State secondary. So he did. There is that. But you have to remember basically every freshman cornerback you've ever seen play at Tennessee and understand that's sort of a common thing, right? It's it's it, you, Guys like that are, are someone you're, you're going to try to victimize a little bit when there's a lot of experience around you. And that's why coaches like a lot of experience in the secondary because guys just have a little more savvy. They know how to they know how to be reliable in coverage and not make mistakes and, and give up big plays in a way that freshmen don't. But you see a ton of ability here. And Wes, you know, Wes has mentioned before on a couple of our podcasts, having seen Oregon State play this season, he mentioned that Jermod McCoy kind of stood out to him ability-wise when he watched them play. Uh, that's that's the thing you hear from everybody who's who's seen him a lot. And I've I've not had a chance to sit down and watch a lot of their games, but the clips you see, you, you see the skill set, you see everything that you need. Uh, in a cornerback to to be effective at this level. And obviously that's reflected in the kinds of offers that he had as soon as he jumped into the transfer portal. So um, Tennessee definitely you know made him a priority from the start. That was the guy they wanted. You know, they, they offered a couple other guys. Uh, Rhode Island, Saeed Gibbs was a guy they targeted early on, you know, never really pursued that aggressively. They also hosted Villanova's uh, Devon Marshall this past weekend, as, as I mentioned on an official visit right before the dead period. Um, so he he was an option too. Still could be, you know, they still could maybe add another corner from the transfer portal. That's not out of the question. Um, so so we'll see where things go there. But the guy they wanted all along was Jermod McCoy, and that's because of the the combination of size, speed, and length. And it, he's from Texas, where you can have these these long, fast guys that can fly under the radar. Sometimes, you know, a lot of times you look at a guy a year out of high school and say, "How did this player fly under the radar?" And sometimes it just happens. Sometimes guys get better. Once they get to college, they they continue growing or getting faster or whatever the case may be. Um, 
it, but you sometimes feel better when you know that it's a guy who just flew under the radar that people just missed the first time around because then you're like, okay, the athleticism really is there. Like this isn't a guy that's maybe a flash in the pan that just thrived at a smaller school and would get into the SEC level and he's not going to be that good. Like this is a guy who, who kind of just snuck through somehow in Texas, a really talent-filled state. And you know that happens sometimes. It happens in Georgia. It happens in Florida. It happens in California. So this is a guy from Texas who just slipped through the cracks somehow, got to Oregon State, but was still good enough to be a Power 5 football player. And now he's proven in one year that he's above that level, frankly, and and headed to headed to Tennessee now to continue his career. So uh, just, a, just a good overall skill set and three years of eligibility. I mean, what's not to like about that? Uh, in the transfer portal, that is hard to find, a very coveted asset. And that's why you saw so much competition for him. And I think Tennessee's really excited about not just not just what he can do for Tennessee's secondary next year, but how good he could be a couple of years down the road as he continues to improve. Very important addition for Tennessee and Jermon McCoy out of Oregon State. I keep wanting to say Oklahoma State because the two <laughs> schools are very similar with uh, the the O's and the states and the the black and and the different mm-hmm. shade of orange. Uh, but a very important addition for Tennessee in Jermod McCoy out of Oregon State. And uh, we still have a couple of other things to discuss here on the podcast. But before we do so, we need to catch a quick timeout. And we will be back here in just a moment. Money! eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, You transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back into the Go Balls 24-7 podcast, a breaking news edition of the podcast because Jermon McCoy 
as committed to Tennessee out of the transfer portal. Still want to discuss a couple of things before we get out of here. And before we do continue our conversation, would like to take a moment to encourage you to go like, rate, and review the podcast wherever you do get your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate that. And as we like to mention, please share it with somebody. Share it with a friend that's a Vol fan that you think would enjoy the conversation that needs to be updated on the offseason attrition, uh, the the never-ending attrition. I think we are doing a great job of covering it all at GoVols 24-7, and it would greatly help us if you shared the podcast with a friend. Ryan, we, we touched on it, or you mentioned it, uh, a little bit in passing in that first segment. Um, obviously, Jermon McCoy seems to be seems to be a very talented football player, a very talented cornerback. Um, but I think it was important for Tennessee to add somebody from the portal with real experience, with real playing time under their belt, because it, it does look like the future is bright for Ricky Gibson and Jordan Matthews and Christian Conyer and and some other guys there in the secondary. Uh, but it, it it's also a risk to just completely turn them loose, or maybe not turn them loose, but solely rely on them uh, kind of at both corner spots. So I thought it was important to add somebody with real playing experience uh, to, to, to help those guys come along and also take the burden off of those guys to have an immediate impact right away at the start of the next season. Obviously, that would be ideal. But they're they're young cornerbacks, and technically Jermon McCoy will be as well. But they are inexperienced cornerbacks, I guess I I should say, that are probably going to take their lumps here and there. Yeah, absolutely, and that's you know it would be more ideal for Tennessee to kind of turn things over to those guys next year if they had played a lot more this year. You know, I, I think those guys came in expecting to play a lot as true freshmen. You know, Jordan Matthews talked about that being a really important factor in why he picked Tennessee over Texas, uh, surprising a lot of people at the time. Certainly Ricky Gibson, by the time he got to last summer, I think he said, hey, I'm I'm as good as anybody here. I think he's he's confident in his abilities and thinks, um, you know, knows the athleticism is there. And Tennessee's coaches have been really impressed by the athleticism. So I think he got, went into last season thinking, hey, I can play here as a true freshman. Christian Conyer knows he has that kind of skill set to at least develop into that kind of player. Played a lot on special teams this year. So they're, they're, all three of those guys know they're capable of being, you know, maybe future starters at, at Tennessee and in the SEC. So they're going to be disappointed, I'm sure, to see a lot of experience brought in or, or some experience brought in to supplement them and, and give them a better chance of, uh, of of navigating all these losses they've had in the transfer portal. But to your point, I think it was really necessary for Tennessee to do that, not just because you need more bodies there, which you obviously did after everything they've lost. Um, and, and you do have a couple freshmen at least coming in, Caleb Beasley, Marcus Gorey, both really talented guys, both four-star pro- – well, Corey for a while was a four star in the in the twenty four seven sports composite. I think he's now a three star, but um, but still a really talented guy that still had a chance to finish the four star. Caleb Beasley, a top two forty seven prospect, longtime Tennessee commitment. Tennessee's excited about the future of both of those guys. And corner is one of those positions where sometimes it will happen that guys will find their way onto the field early. So you at least have some young players on the roster, first and second year guys who might surprise you. But to to that point, and I think it's a very important one. You don't want to have both positions, I don't think, open where you have to fill them both with young guys. Uh, so you needed to bring in some experience, some more known commodities. And, and with, you know, it's a little bit of a surprise, frankly, that Gabe Judy Lally is leaving, that Danico Slaughter is already gone, um, that, that, that those guys are not going to be around. I think Tennessee thought it was going to have at least one cornerback position solidified going into next year and would have one open 
for the young guys to compete for that spot in the offseason. And now you're kind of back to that situation with the addition of Jermod McCoy. So that makes this such a huge addition. It offsets the losses a little bit. It, it gives you, I think, the best of both worlds in a lot of ways. We've talked about, I think, and I, I believe you agree, Ben, to a degree at least, that, that the the Tennessee secondary needs some fresh blood. I think Tennessee's fans have been frustrated with that that unit for a couple of years now. Uh, Kamal Haddon uh, and his sort of emergence as a as a much improved player this past season, notwithstanding, because he he really did, um, you know, put Tennessee's concerns to ease for a while there before his season-ending injury against Alabama back in October. Um, but he's gone now on his way out to the NFL draft, and you got to replace him. So that group o- overall was just kind of frustrating to the uh, to to the fan base a little bit, and and so everybody's kind of asking these questions lately. Why are these guys all leaving? What's the What's the problem? Is there somebody running these guys off? Do they not want to play for Willie Martinez? What's the problem? No, it's just some of these guys needed playing time, like Warren Burrell and Deshaun Rucker and, and those guys that weren't on the field, Brandon Turnage, and then other guys, you know, they're, they're pursuing their NIL opportunities elsewhere. Tennessee had to make some prioritizing decisions, and, and some guys were, were prioritized over others, and some guys found better better options elsewhere. So it, it happens, and especially in the NIL era, that's that's going to happen sometimes. So the benefit to that is you get you get a fresh start, you get some fresh blood in there, and so I think you're upgrading the athleticism at the back end of your defense by getting a guy like Jermod McCoy to kind of replace what you had last season, and in those fifth and sixth year seniors that played so much so much football for Tennessee. So you're losing experience. It's going to be a much younger secondary, but I think a much more athletic secondary with a lot more upside. So I like this for Tennessee. I think it's a good, it's a step in the right direction. You guys start playing more of that youth, those second year players. If you're going to win big-time recruiting battles, you've eventually got to trust your talent and let those guys have a chance to show what they can do. So it's a great opportunity for those guys in the secondary to compete throughout the offseason. They're going to have a chance to battle it out for six, seven months and get themselves ready to play next season. Um, they're going to still have a good amount of depth. And, hey, they might not be done just yet. You know, We'll see. I think a second corner in the transfer portal is always possible. It might not be a starter-caliber guy or at least not a surefire starter, but they might bring in someone else who can at least give you some additional depth there or someone else who could be in the two deep. We'll, we'll see. I'm not sure how they'll approach that in the coming weeks, but I certainly wouldn't close the door on that possibility. And we'll also see if they can add Jaron Sensabaugh or anybody else to their 2024 recruiting class. I think you probably need at least another body at that position going into next season, but it's obviously a much better situation now with the addition of Jermod McCoy. Well, especially when you pair him with Jacoby Thomas, the middle Tennessee state defensive back who is likely a safety we recorded a podcast of him committing over the weekend if you missed that uh, be sure to go back and, and check that one out have recorded several commitment podcasts because commitments have been flying off left and right but uh, hard not to like the start of the additions uh, for Tennessee in the secondary uh, this offseason through the transfer portal with Jacoby Thomas and now Jermon McCoy yeah, absolutely. And I think both of those guys, you know, just like with uh, with Jermod McCoy, I think Jacoby Thomas, it's, you know, the addition of a guy like that is improving your your length, your speed overall in, in the back end, back end of the defense. He can play safety or nickel, but probably projects as a safety for Tennessee. A lot of physicality, 6'1", 198, I think is what he measured it at this past weekend at Tennessee. So good size back there. A lot of experience at MTSU. MTSU started 10 games this past season. So uh, a lot to like about his resume and, and a couple of years of eligibility left for him as well. He's an in-state kid that really wanted to be at Tennessee. So there's a lot to like about that fit overall. And uh, everybody loves to see homegrown guys who just 
you know, kind of dream of putting on the orange and white growing up. It just means more to them. And you, you get more investment sometimes from those guys and, and, uh, and, and they play with a little more pride and that, that sometimes can make a difference in the middle of a hard game. So, um, so a lot to like about that addition as well, but more importantly, it just upgrades the athleticism for Tennessee. I think they just needed to get a little faster, a little more athletic in the secondary overall. And, and you can see that when they, when they struggled this past season against the top teams on their schedule, it's often because they just weren't fast enough on the back end or at linebacker or whatever the case may be. They just got to keep getting more athletic and faster across the, across the field on both sides of the ball, but especially on defense, you know, they were just picked apart by Missouri, you know, using Cody Schrader out of the backfield in the passing game and getting him outside on the, on the perimeter in the run game. They, they struggled to tackle sometimes in games like that. You know, Alabama went deep on them a lot in the second half of that game. Some mistakes in the secondary that played a big part in that. And, you know, there's always the pass rush, but secondary is involved there. Some missed tackles in this in the Florida game, obviously, that stand out to a lot of people that kind of broke that game open. So they've got to get better in the secondary. And I think the quickest way to do that is just get better athletes on the field, got higher upside players, and, and keep improving the talent level overall on your team. And so I think they're certainly doing that. And again, they're leaving the door open for some other players who are young, who have that kind of potential to do that a little bit more. So uh, I like both of these additions so far for Tennessee. We'll, we'll see if they're done back in the secondary. Uh, if I had to guess right now, I'll say whether it's a corner, a safety, a nickel, whatever it may be, because they've lost. I mean, they essentially might lose their whole starting secondary from this season, which is kind of crazy to think about. I thought at least half of those guys would be back at one point, And now it looks like they're all going to be gone. But they're losing to Mary McDonald, too. You've got Jordan Thomas, Andre Turrentine, some other experienced guys who are coming back who should be in the mix for starting jobs, but you don't know for sure that they're going to win those jobs. Don't know how it's going to play out, and you, and you are losing a lot, so you want to just give yourself options. So I won't be surprised if Tennessee brings in another DB of some sort, whether it's a safety, a nickel, or a second corner. I certainly think there, there's a good chance they're not done in the transfer portal for this cycle. So we'll see where they go from here. but. It's a much better situation overall. Just having having probably two of those starting positions locked up with experienced guys, or at least a at least a, a potential for both those guys to be starters. Jacoby Thomas, maybe not a surefire starter, but a good chance, and he's gonna have every opportunity to earn a starting job. And then and then certainly Jermod McCoy. I I'd be shocked if he's not a starter for Tennessee to start next season. So it's a much better looking situation overall, much better depth and and everything across the board. And just a much more athletic-looking secondary with some fresh blood in there and some guys who are current or former four-star prospects that give you some real upside to, to be able to kind of hang with some top athletes in the SEC. I think these are guys who are just much more capable of running down those fast receivers, hanging with the 6'4 and 6'5 receivers because they've got the size to do it, making tough tackles in open field. You've got more guys now that can do that with the additions of guys like Jacoby Thomas and Jermod McCoy. We mentioned that commitments are popping off left and right. How can people follow you and your work and keep track of all the recruiting news this week? Because it is a very busy week. It is. And not just on the on the high school front. It, it, we might not be done on the transfer portal uh, front this week. We'll, we'll see if there's anything more. Still a couple guys working toward decisions. You know, we've mentioned uh, Devon Marshall, the corner from, from Villanova. He's another guy that could be working toward a decision soon. Might not be. You know, we'll see if Tennessee again goes after a second corner right away or, or waits till later or maybe doesn't go for a second corner at all. But that's at least a, a position to still maybe watch. Uh, we, we know they're still looking for some 
uh, additional help at other positions. Uh, Chris Brazel, a big one to watch at wide receiver out of two lanes. So still some other possibilities that could come off the board as early as this week. And we'll be keeping you updated on those as well as how Tennessee finishes out the 2024 recruiting class uh, during the early signing period. So a lot to keep track of. Got it all covered for you at GoVols247.com. And certainly with all this going on, no better time to join the site. Go to GoVols247.com. Check out the website for 50% off your first year as an annual subscriber. I can't think of a better Christmas gift for the Vols fan in your life. So if you're listening to this podcast and know someone who's not a subscriber, get them a gift subscription, set them up, and, uh, and, and let them enjoy that for years to come because it's the gift that keeps on giving. So lots to keep track of, including, Ben, all your basketball coverage, basketball recruiting, all that, and much, much more bowl coverage coming up. So a lot happening, and uh, stay tuned to Go Vols 24-7 for all the latest. He's Ryan Callahan. I'm Ben McKee. This has been another edition of the Go Vols 24-7 breaking news edition of the podcast because Jermon McCoy, an Oregon State cornerback, has committed to Tennessee. There's that button. And now I can say thank you for listening to this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. We always say that, but we always mean it. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ben McKee is Ben McKee 14 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. And Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. And if you just want Tennessee news on Twitter, nothing else, you can get that at twitter.com slash govals 24-7. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals 24-7 where we update that throughout the day, all day, every day, mostly with Tennessee news, uh, but also with news that we think Falls fans will find interesting. Uh, But if you want that best, most delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain spring water directly from the source, go get that at GoVols247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets for coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, Tennessee baseball. Nobody, and I mean nobody, covers Tennessee baseball the way that we do. Also, no one covers the Lady Vols that we do. The award-winning Maria Cornelius does an excellent job covering all things Lady Vols for us all season long. You can get all of that at GoVols247.com. You've also got access there to two forums that run around the clock, got the checkerboard and the summit, where you can go 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and discuss anything you want that is not political or religious in nature with us, with thousands of Tennessee fans across the world, and with us who are on the staff. Uh, and, and no one has a more uh, active board with the, the staff members than us. We are proud to be there all the time answering any question that you've got, and you get all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That is all that it costs, and that's after a quick free trial. And once you pay us that reasonable rate, which is, again, less than one mediocre lunch per month, you get access in perpetuity to Paramount Plus, uh, which is an excellent, growing behemoth of a streaming arm there with us here at CBS, Paramount, Viacom, etc. You get every show CBS has ever made commercial-free. You get new movies. You get classic movies that rotate in every single month. Uh, You also get just tons of original content, tons of great original Paramount Plus content. And you also uh, get access to the vaults of uh, Nickelodeon, uh, Smithsonian, uh, MTV, BET, Comedy Central, something for the entire family. All of that, all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That That is so much stuff, so much stuff. That's a bunch of stuff. 
less than one lunch a month. That's all that it costs. So go to GoVols247.com and do that. Take advantage of that. Tell your friends to go do that. Again, thank you for listening. You can always go subscribe to us on every content uh, item, everywhere you can get a podcast. You can get this podcast. So please go do that. Thank you for listening again. And uh, be kind to each other, guys. Just try to be kind to each other. There's just not nearly enough people in this world being kind to each other and having basic human empathy and dignity. Let's be better to each other. Let's be good. See you guys.